Would you like me to seduce you? That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, he walks in a mine. Why is the rum always Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. It's a trap! Hey guys, welcome to the Celluloid Fiends podcast. I'm your host, Mo Long, and you can follow me on Twitter at Mitchell C. Long, and you can read my reviews of films and a lot more at cupofmo.com. So we really appreciate you listening, and we would also really appreciate it if you went over to the iTunes store and left us a rating and left us a review and subscribed. As always, I'm joined by my phenomenal co-host. Hey everybody, this is Gabriel Orto. If also if you want to go to Facebook and give us a like. Tonight, we are talking about the 1995 Mortal Kombat film. It had a budget of 18 million dollars and reaped 122.1 million at the box office. It sits at a measly 34% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes with a 58% audience score. It was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson and is based off of the Mortal Kombat video game series by Midway Games. This movie follows Shaolin monk Liu Kang along with film star Johnny Cage and military officer Sonya Blade who are selected by the God of Thunder Raiden to compete in the Mortal Kombat tournament. It's a tournament between members of the Outworld and Earthrealms. If the Outworld defeats Earth at Mortal Kombat ten times in a row, Emperor Shao Kahn can invade Earth. Raiden's chosen fighters each have their own motivations for fighting. Liu seeks revenge for the death of his brother at the hands of tournament host Shang Tsung. Cage wishes to prove that he's not a fake martial artist. And Sonya wishes to fight crime lord Kano for murdering her partner. So this was my first time watching Mortal Kombat. I'd previously played some of the video games, so I was at least conceptually familiar with the plot. But I really wanted to review this one because I'm quite intrigued by the idea of movies based on video games. I've seen a lot, including the 2018 Tomb Raider film, which I have mixed feelings on. The Max Payne movie, and there's a Rampage movie as well. But it's just so weird how these video game adaptations tend to fall short so much. Uh, there were there were some things I actually liked about Mortal Kombat. I didn't think it was a perfect film, but it was definitely one of the better video game adaptations that I've seen. And so you'd seen this movie before, right, Gabe? I saw this movie in theaters. I own this movie... I own its horrible, awful sequel, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Um, it is just... It's a good movie to me. I'm not saying it's the best movie, but it's definitely a small diamond in a pile of shit video game movies. This is a very good summary of what the movie is. It's not a masterpiece, but it's enjoyable 
And especially when you compare it to the other video game adaptations there have been, it's pretty solid. But uh, on my first watch of this, I got like 10 minutes into it, and I paused it, and I was like, hold the fuck up. This movie is basically Enter the Dragon. So I did a quick Google search, and self-professed movie guy J. Matthew Turner breaks down the similarities. So both movies follow a Shaolin monk that's forced into competing in a fighting tournament on a remote island accessible by a boat, which leaves Hong Kong. Liu Kang and Li, the Shaolin martial artists from Enter the Dragon, seek revenge against the hosts of their respective tournaments after their younger brothers are killed. There's a wealthy Caucasian playboy. The defending champs have similar names. There's a feast at the beginning of both movies where the villain showcases a passive, aggressive display of power, and both finales feature the Shaolin monks defeating the tournament hosts by impaling them on spikes. That, that, like, Mo brought this up to me, actually, about an hour ago. You know what? He's pretty much right. It is pretty much is, is that, yeah. The thing is, it didn't bother me at all, because there are enough differences in the two films that it didn't feel like it was a knockoff. And it's not the first time we've seen this happen. And oftentimes... When there's a movie that kind of takes another film as its inspiration, like 1981 Outland used, it's a sci-fi film, but it used the plot of the 52 Western High Noon. And then even Barbed Wire, the 1996 film with Pam Anderson. Did you bring up Barbed Wire during this podcast? I did. Oh, man. And it's not getting edited out. Go ahead, Mo. So Barbed Wire is loosely based on Casablanca. No, it is not. Yes, it is. Shut up. Fact. (laughs) Factoid. That movie was garbage. Oh, it was shit. Don't get me wrong. But it's I can't believe they used Barbed Wire and Casablanca in the same sentence. It's loosely based on Casablanca. (laughs) This is a fact. Don't... Don't point this at me. (laughs) Mortal Kombat and Enter the Dragon are the same movie. It's the story of a Shaolin monk who is coerced into competing in a multi-annual tournament held on an island reachable by a boat that leaves from a pier in Hong Kong. His younger sibling having been killed by a conspirator of this tournament, the monk has a personal vendetta against this individual. En route to the tourney, the monk meets a rich Caucasian playboy with too much luggage and takes some of his money. He also meets a non-Asian, non-white male fighter. Once on the island, the competitors are greeted with a large feast, where their host, a middle-aged Asian man, uses his underlings to passive-aggressively threaten them. The defending champion is the largest, most muscular fighter on the island, and his name follows the pattern Consonant O, Consonant O. The monk soon finds a sexy informant, and the token diversity character defeats an Australian competitor. Later, the playboy defeats the defending champion whose name is Consonant O, Consonant O with a shot to the balls and the proprietor of the tournament defeats the token diversity character. The monk then battles his way into a special chamber where the proprietor can metaphorically become multiple people. Ultimately, the Shaolin monk triumphs by propelling the middle-aged Asian man backward and impaling him onto a spike. Mortal Kombat and Enter the Dragon are the same movie. Thanks for watching. (laughs) So, had you ever noticed the similarities before... 
uh, I brought that up to you. I, when I really look at it, I do see the similarities, but I never really thought about it to not till now. But if you really look at the plot of the Mortal Kombat video game, it's pretty similar to the movie. Ex- except for I don't know if we, in the video game we get a a reason why Liu Kang wants. I don't think um, Shang Tsung killed his brother in the video game. I didn't recall that, but it's been a while. It's been a, it's been a while for me too. I played a lot of the games when I was a kid, but it's a little hazy when it comes to the video games. So why is this one of your favorite movies? You mentioned you own the film as well as the sequel, and that you watched it in theaters. Um, the reason I like this film is because the hype around Mortal Kombat around the time when I was a kid was very big. So the fact that Mortal Kombat was getting a movie was huge news. So I enjoyed the movie. Um, I think that the fight scenes... My favorite fight scene is actually the fight scene between Johnny Cage and Scorpion. That's a really good fight scene. That That's one of my favorite fight scenes. Um, I thought that the fight choreography was, was at some parts, very good. I thought that the actors they chose to play these roles were true to the characters of the video game. And... I just thought that it, it embodied the spirit of the video game very well. So I enjoy I'm not saying it's, oh my god, it's such a, like the best movie of all time, but it's really nice to see someone give respect to a video game and not crap all over it like a lot of people have in the past. Absolutely. And that is, is why I enjoyed Mortal Kombat so much as well. The fight scenes, like you said, are actually really good. And the Scorpion-Johnny Cage fight scene was was on point. I also really like the Johnny Cage-Goro fight scene. In fact, the the effects for Goro, the defending champ, were really solid, especially at the time. Like, they've aged well. Oftentimes you look back at a film that was made in the 80s or 90s and some of the effects look pretty cheesy but the Goro effects were really well done and held up pretty well the CGI gives you a little something to be desired but you also gotta remember this was 1995 you said? yeah it was 1995 and it hadn't really been necessarily perfected yet um it's this movie is just it's better than a lot of things than we've seen. The Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> the Max Payne movie. Okay, I kind of like the Max Payne movie, but it, it was a shit movie. I mostly just enjoyed it because I loved the video games. Right. But there is a sad ending to this story where there is a horrible sequel called Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and that was a horrible TV series. So, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Annihilation, because I wanted to delve into that one. I haven't seen it. It seems like the end of the first movie was setting up the sequel. It was. But, like, that was what happened in the video games. But I feel that they really bit off more than they could chew with the sequel. 
and they brought in more characters than, that they shouldn't have, if they would have went by the storyline and the movie storyline, they would have been fine if they just stuck to the Mortal Kombat 2 storyline. That would have been perfect. But they started bringing in elements from like Mortal Kombat 3 and Mortal Kombat 4 and Ultimate Mortal Kombat. And it was just... They tried mixing it too much. They took too much liberty. They took too many liberties with it. They just had to... If they would have just stuck to the original storyline, it probably would have been a little bit better. Not to mention they recasted a lot of people and and the effects were, were, were horrible. I did like that it drew so much inspiration from the video games and was very faithful to them. I agree they definitely bit off more than they could chew by kind of incorporating some of the later video games in. And also, one thing that really bothers me is when a movie tries to set up a sequel with its ending. Like, even if that happens in the video game, just have it be a standalone film. If it fares well at the box office, then give it a sequel. And it did perform pretty well at the box office. That just bothers me a little bit. So what made Annihilation so much worse than the first movie? As I said, um, they... They muddled down the storyline. They recasted a lot of the actors. The writing wasn't as good, and they didn't they didn't stick to the original plot, which is something I I love in Mortal Kombat is the fact that they they basically stayed true to the story and didn't take too much artistic integrity. That's saying a lot if the if the writing was worse, because. Paul W.S. Anderson's 1995 Mortal Kombat is not necessarily well written. No, There's like that not. one moment in the beginning when Johnny Cage is shooting the movie and he's about to take on this gang of adversaries and he just goes, let's dance. And I was just like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and then it turned out to be a movie within a movie so I was like, alright, alright, fine. I can get past it. And But then sure enough, in the fucking fight scene with Goro, Johnny Cage saunters up with his fucking goofy-ass sunglasses, and I was like, no, don't you fucking say it, don't you... And sure enough, let's dance. And I was just like, alright, you lost me. But then the fight scene was pretty sweet, so that kind of compensated a little bit. But the dialogue is just really where this movie kind of falls apart. Oh, yeah. I did like how the actors played their parts with a little bit of camp to it. Because it, it, in that way, it again, it felt like a video game. They didn't really take it too seriously. They kind of played their roles with a bit of cheese. Right. No matter what the character is in the Mortal Kombat movie, they play that character to its... To, to the T, to almost... Till it's almost hilarious. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, Johnny Cage, he's the big superstar. He's a dick. He's just hilarious. He's just, he's just flamboyant playboy. He's just all that wrapped in one. It, you get the, the typical stereotype of that. And then you get Liu Kang. Oh, the Shaolin monk. He's so, he's so humble. And he's so, he's so perfectly trained in martial arts. And he's so that. It's like, 
stereotype that. Then you get Sonya Blade, military, badass chick, just all the way, just all of that. There's no... They, they are that character. You know what I mean? There is no real... How do I put this? They don't try to make them something they're not or bring more feelings or emotions to it. They are just that. Yeah, though they were they were pretty one-dimensional, but that's all they needed to be. Right. And I think it was more successful that way because it didn't try to infuse any sort of backstory that was overly complex. It was all pretty basic, but it worked. Right. Did you have a favorite character? I really like Johnny Cage in this movie. I really like Johnny Cage because it's the way I always envisioned him from the video games. He was just a dick. <laughs> he was he was a playboy. He was a, he was a martial arts master that had lost his way, basically, with because of the movies. <laughs> I liked <Sorry>. Kano. Um, <laughs> there's this one scene where he's talking to Goro. And he's just chowing down on this fucking feast. Yeah. And he was a he was a total dick. But he was pretty entertaining. Oh yeah. And again, I think it goes with the characters themselves being written well, not the script. The script was just laughably bad. But the characters themselves were the caricatures that they needed to be for this to have kind of a video game feel. But it seemed the goes for the bad guys like Kano and Goro and Shang Tsung is that they are bad guys. They are one-dimensional <laughs> bad guys. They want bad things. They're, they, they're just bad. They're evil. It's just bad guys. You know, it's good guys versus bad guys. And that's the story. It was a binary. <laughs> yes. Uh, I thought Raiden was pretty good in this too. He's kind of goofy. And wisecracking, like at the beginning when Liu Kang is about to take on Raiden, and Raiden makes some comment to the effect of, oh, you're not afraid of an old beggar, and then just completely makes Liu Kang eat it. (laughs) Yeah, I thought he was pretty good. I liked the effects for Scorpion and Sub-Zero as well. And I did read up a little bit about the sequel, and it looked like the characters of Sub-Zero and Scorpion were kind of further developed in the sequel? Um, Sub-Zero? Because, if you, spoiler, if you've seen the original, Sub-Zero dies. But the thing is with Sub-Zero, okay, I'm gonna get into Mortal Kombat lore. Sub-Zero belongs to a clan of ninjas called the Lin Kuei. Lin Kuei are known as, like, Ice Warriors. Now, Sub-Zero dies in the first movie, and his he and his younger brother takes over the mantle. So, the, the Sub-Zero you get in Mortal Kombat Annihilation is not the Sub-Zero that was in the original Mortal Kombat. Bam. <laughs> and then, what happened in the TV series? I don't really remember, but I remember it not being that great. Okay. So, with that, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to keep talking about Mortal Kombat. 
Sonia Blade. I have something for you, my dear. I don't want anything from you. On the contrary. I have something you want very much. You can thank me later. <laughs> Hello, baby. Did you miss me? Get this. This little baby brings back memories now, doesn't it? What, you used it to knife your mother in the back? Nah. It put a big smile on your partner, though. Ear. Shh. To ear. <laughs> Give it up, baby. I've studied all your moves. Yeah, study this! <laughs> Hey guys, we're back and we're talking about Mortal Kombat. We touched a little bit on some other video game adaptations. What are your favorite video game film adaptations? Oh man, that's that that's a thin list. <laughs> that is a thin, thin, thin list. This would have to be one of the tops. There's not a lot out there. There's not a lot out there, Mo. There are, in fact, not a lot. Mortal Kombat's definitely up there for me. I also enjoyed the 2018 Tomb Raider film. It was not a great film. Don't get me wrong. But I thought Alicia Vikander did a great job as Laura Croft. She was just a total badass. I liked how she wasn't sexualized like in the video games or in the over, completely over-the-top Angelina Jolie versions. And it also drew a lot of inspiration from the 2013 Tomb Raider video game. 
I liked Resident Evil Vendetta, which was one of the animated Resident Evil films, again, because it was pretty influenced by the games. The first Resident Evil they made is also pretty high on that list. That one's good, too. Silent Hill I thought was pretty good. Yeah, oh, I've completely forgot about... Yeah, of course, Silent Hill. I thought that was a, a decent movie. It was... Very stylized, but the plot was kind of batshit. It was like an episode of The Twilight Zone or something. And then, I mentioned this earlier, but I have a soft spot in my heart for the Max Payne movie. Even though I can fully admit it was a terrible film. But I just fell in love with the video game so much that my love for that carried over a little bit to the movie. What is your least favorite video game movie? Ooh. Maybe Doom. That's a good choice. It was pretty bad. I have a pretty I have a tie, Mo. It's Doom and Double Dragon. Oh no! I forgot about that. And wait, w- there was a Street Fighter movie too. Yeah, that wasn't the best either, but it wasn't <laughs> Doom or Double Dragon crappiness. God. Doom Jean-Claude is... Jean-Claude Van Damme crazy. played Guile in that Street Fighter movie. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, Raul so- Julio, that was like one of his last movies. The actor played um, Gomez Adams, Raul Julio. This is one of his last movies. Played General Bison. He did not go out on a high note, clearly. No, he did not. I thought he... I honestly thought that he... I think that the movie got a bad rap because it was badly written. But I think that Raul Julia was one of the more redeeming parts of that movie. So, let's talk a bit about the reverse. Video games based off of movies. Hmm... Some of those turn out pretty well. Do you have any favorites in that genre? The Warriors video game. I never played that one. The Warriors video game that was put up by Rockstar Games in, in the early 2000s. Bar none. It was one of the best best movie adaptations to the video games I've, I've played. I did not realize that was Rockstar. But anything Rockstar touches is just pure gold. Right. I really enjoyed... The Alien video games. There was Alien Trilogy and Alien Resurrection. And then Alien Isolation was phenomenal. The the first two, Alien Trilogy and Alien Resurrection, were basically Doom clones. But Isolation was just terrifying. I don't know if you ever played that one, but it was one of the more impressive games from a technical standpoint. It was just pure eye candy. And it was genuinely terrifying. You don't really have any weapons that are effective against the Xenomorph, so it was basically trying to crawl through tunnels and then, oh shit, there's the Xenomorph and maybe it didn't see me. Oh, fuck, I'm dead. Over (laughs) and over. At some point, the more terrifying aspects diminished a lot because... I just got super pissed off at dying over and over and having to replay the same segment over and over. (laughs) But it was still a fun game. 
Is there a particular video game that you've played that you think could make a really good film? Um, yeah. Dante's Inferno being one of them. Hmm. Um. It's a good choice. I'm trying to think of another one. I believe Super Mario Brothers could could get another shot. I think that they got they got a they got a a bad rap. I think that they should try to redo that. It couldn't be worse than the first yeah, Super Mario exactly. Brothers movie. One that I would love to see adapted into a film is Half Life, the Half Life series, because the whole series, particularly Half Life Two, and episodes one and two were very cinematic and oftentimes it felt like you were playing a movie rather than a video game also i think bioshock you know that's one i've never played really bioshock i think is one that could get a movie adaptation i think something like diablo could provide a good foundation for a film and Blizzard sort of tried that with the Warcraft movie, which I did not see and do not plan to see. But I think an RPG could also be a really solid basis for a film adaptation because there's so much lore there. Right. And, I, and that's part of the reason that this Mortal Kombat movie was so successful is that it did incorporate a lot of the lore. So something where there are a few games in the series... And where there's a lot of backstory to draw from and to use, I think it helped something be more successful. If the zombie genre hadn't been so played out by now, I would say Left for Dead. But I feel like the zombie thing has been done to death. And anytime I see a zombie movie, like during any commercial, I'm like, I want no part of it. But Left for Dead was a. I think if Left for Dead. Would have came out six years earlier. I think that we could, they could have made that into a, a movie. Agreed, but m- most of the more effective zombie films now do something unique. Like Pontypool was kind of a more unique zombie film, or Warm Bodies. Again, another unique. I zombie never film. saw Warm Bodies. Once, once they start making monsters into romance stories, I'm just like <laughs> done with it. Like, oh, a zombie romance story? Get the fuck out of here. But, I mean, if you think about it, Dracula kind of got some romantic elements to it. Well, Dracula is a natural... He's good at seduction. That's his thing, though. It's But when you start, like, with the Twilights and the Warm Bodies, I just get disinterested. If I want to watch a romance movie, I'll watch a romance movie. Uh, you know what? I, I I understand where you're coming from there, but I I thought Warm Bodies was pretty good. I, Never I, seen it. Never seen it. I think part of it, the reason I liked it so much though, was a little bit of what you were saying: is that the zombie subgenre became so stale that it was just refreshing to have something with zombies in it that was different. So it was just that breath of fresh air. So. Why don't we rate this bad boy? Alright. You like to go first, Mom? Yeah. So, it was my first time watching this. 
I went in with no real expectations. And it wasn't the most original film that I've ever seen. But it was a damn good video game adaptation. The fight scenes were badass. And it kind of stuck to its guns a bit. Had these characters that were likable, didn't try to give them too much nuance, and I have to give this one a 3 out of 5. Momo, I think it's the... I don't know if I've ever rated lower than you before, but it's about to happen. (laughs) I think this movie, while being a good video game movie... Is, is middle of the road so I'm giving it a middle of the road rating which would be a 2.5 out of 5 which I think is fair it's not bad it's not great it is okay Mortal Kombat it's okay thumbs partially up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was it was a good choice. Uh, and it didn't try to masquerade as anything other than what it was. One thumb up, one other thumb on my cell phone looking at Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's our show for tonight. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget, check us out on iTunes, leave us a rating, and subscribe. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Please, for God's sake, please stop it. There's no more time. You've got to... Please, stop it. Stop it now. Turn it off. Turn it off. Stop it. 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 Stop it.